0: Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Dragons, the Make-A-Wish Upon-A-Star campaign. I am always, and will never ever be anything else but your story master, Scott Riley. I have with me my full party tonight, and we will start with the wizard, Eugene. Hello. Followed by the cleric, Osmit. Hello everyone. Followed by the druid, Isby. Hello. Followed by the paladin, Ghanam. Hey, how's it going? Followed by the Barbarian, Logan Stormblast. Everyone. Uh, Did I get everybody? Uh, You're forgetting the best one. Oh, that's right. Battle Axes and Babes. Say hello, Sabine. (coughs) I totally did that on purpose, and that was a beautiful sound, Sabine. All right, so to recap what happened last week, you guys took on a quest. You ended up meeting through various events. A kid named Cooper who told you to go get a spoon in a haunted house. You missed out on fighting a Dracolich, but found two specific items that were important. A magical coin that does who knows what, and a magical spoon who knows what it does. Nobody knows, but it is dangerous. So you give it to a child. That child takes you to the perpetrator of the kidnappings that is the original point of your quest, and as you approach the secret base of his, you activate ward spells that almost convince party members to go in but after you guys use charisma and diplomacy by punching your party members in the face you all come together and collect yourselves and you are currently outside of the open door to Francis Dalmacher's house and you hear slight singing coming from inside and last I checked you were debating on what the next course of action is. All right get back into it. Oh Oz, you cast Detect Magic as a ritual, so that spell is currently active, and we're going to say that it just started being active.
1: Excellent. Uh,
2: maybe we should take our time going in here. Uh, we form a circle around the major, or the casters so they can detect any of the
1: magical traps that are around.
3: You all do that over there. I'm going to take a minute and clear out my head.
1: All right wants to give the
2: room a look-see then. We're going in. We haven't went in the door inside yet, right?
0: No, you have not gone inside yet. You are standing, I'll say, two feet outside of the threshold. And if you look in, you see a dark hallway with a room that ends on the other end. You can't quite make out the details of what's in the other room from where you are.
2: Uh, how big is the hallway?
0: About 10, 15 feet wide. About 15, 20 feet down, but it's significantly dark. Okay, uh, I'll light a torch. Cool. You light a torch. The hallway is cold stone, and at the very edge of your site, you see the opening of a room that is similar with cold stone, and it seems circular. In nature from where you are you can see faint colorful tapestries on the far end of the room on the you know room on the other end of the hallway but the hallway is so narrow it's hard to get a good picture of what's going on in there you also notice a rack of something on the ceiling and a large carpet um is there any ice cream in there there's only one way to find out keep saying cold stone how many times have cold? i said cold stone yes hmm i guess at two- least one more well, there's yeah, there's 3 right there. That's all the information you get out of the DM, bud. If you want that ice cream, you got to go inside the cave. Think of it as bravery cave.
2: And if you won't even go in bravery cave, you can't use bravery
0: cave. This one die last time I went in bravery cave. Yes. That was death cave. That wasn't bravery cave. No, I'm pretty sure you called it bravery cave. I misspoke. I apologize. It's actually named death cave. Uh we wouldn't have been inside if we would have known that. Yeah, I know. Do you guys just want to start over from episode two? Yes. All right, we'll retcon this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Um,
2: as soon as the uh, ritual's done,
4: we'll head in.
0: The ritual's been done.
1: Ritual's done. Cool. Did... I
4: didn't hear the buzzer go off. Ding! Uh,
1: unless you'd like to scout the outside of the... You know what? That's That's not a bad idea.
0: Is there, like, a back door? It is a door... <laughs> bored into the side of a cave wall. Oh, cool. You you look to your left, hundreds of feet of stone wall with other doors. You look to your right, hundreds of feet of cave with doors bored into them.
2: Any, uh, any, like, doorbell or anything?
0: Nope, just a beautiful painted mural of toys on the door and broken ward spells all under your feet.
5: So, I mean, looking into this room, if there are doors along the wall um oh eugene to be clear the doors
0: aren't inside the room the doors are on the wall next to the current door that you're looking at think of it like a row of doors on a cave wall
2: um i'm gonna go to the door to the left and knock on it
0: okay you knock on it there's no answer
2: go to the door to the right and knock on it
0: you knock on it there's no answer the doors also look very rotted and old
2: Uh, I'll open one up if it's unlocked.
0: Yep. The hinge creaks as you kind of pull the door with a little extra force as it seems to be stuck in place. And a gust of terribly noxious air hits you in the face. You wince a little at it, but there's no negative effect from it. You notice that inside, it's a very different setup. It's a single circular room, about 20 feet wide, with several doors in it. And the place looks abandoned. There's dust all over the furniture. The tapestries that were hanging up on the wall have since fallen down and succumbed to rot and mold. <clears throat> it's spooky.
3: Bean grabs her nose and kind of like does one of those airing out hand motions and says, Oh, smells worse than the dormitories. That's the Golden Company.
0: I mean, she's right. Is the
2: other house or the other door the same thing?
0: I don't know. Go open it. <clears> open it. <throat> You open it up and a very similar picture is painted. The only difference that you notice is that it seems like whoever was in the door on the left of Francis Dahlmacher's house left in a rush. As the furniture is knocked over, several shelves have been splintered and clothing items and other things that you would think people would take with them are still like laying out on the furniture. Uh, Well, someone left in a hurry. Any pickaxes? Roll an investigation. Uh, Fourteen. You kind of sift through some of the broken rubble in the house on the left and find no pickaxes.
1: You okay. Ask yes, yes, for a pickaxe. Uh, yeah. All right, hold on. And I will reach for mine in my chest.
0: God, I gotta find a way of getting rid of that chest. No, I'm kidding. All right, Don't so. You dare. <laughs> Logan, Oz hands you a pickaxe because it's just the infinite chest of wonders.
2: Uh, so I can assume that the, in the left house, the far right wall
0: shares a wall with what's his name's house, I mean, the, the toy maker's house. You can assume that if you want. I'm all right with that. All right. Uh, so let's take a, put a pin in this really quick. As this is all going on, Eugene, what, uh, what are you doing?
5: Um, so I'm going to conjure a ball with my minor conjuration, just a small, about the size of a baseball. Okay. And roll it down this hallway.
0: DM is totally okay with this, as this definitely worked out for you last time. (laughs) You suddenly light up your hands with magical energy and create a small soft white ball. You gently throw it down the hallway, and about halfway down the hallway, you activate another ward spell. But there doesn't seem to be any significant. You're not sure what kind of magic spell it was. You see the ball roll over the center of the ward, it activate, and the magic light goes dim. The ball is unaffected, but stops rolling there.
5: Okay, so I'm just gonna let everybody know. Mm, seems there was another spell carved into the hallway somewhere down there that I managed to activate with uh, my small conjuration.
2: Peek my head out of the other house? What?
5: Sorry, i was in here. What was that? I just repeat what I said. Okay, um,
2: so this place is super warded. Great. It appears that way. Fantastic.
1: Well, hopefully I'll be able
2: to pick those up. I was thinking maybe we could go further back 20 feet in one of these houses and pickaxe our way through.
1: Maybe avoid some of the traps. That sounds like it might take quite a while, depending on how the layout is.
0: DM Interference, I'm looking up how long it takes for one person to dig through roughly 20 feet of stone. 20 feet apart. The doors are 20 feet apart, yeah. They're not right next to each other. Well, then never mind. I won't do that. Um,
2: Form up. We'll head in. Oz, with your detect magic, hopefully you'll be able
1: to roll into it. Yeah, I'll yell out if I see anything.
6: Oz, do you want me to come in behind you?
1: You can walk beside me if you wish.
6: Sure. And uh, I'll be on your other side
2: if anybody wants to form up that way after that.
1: Sounds good. i feeling protected. Friendship.
5: Does everybody still have their health potions? Yep. Uh, and I'm going to conjure like a, just a stick, like a three foot long stick, and hand it to Logan and say, if you need to touch anything that might not be friendly, touch it with this and not anything else. Thanks, Eugene.
0: All right, hearing no dissension in the ranks, you all move forward through the hallway. As you get to the glyph that At was activated by your your ball, Eugene, you, Isby, and Oz are able to make out that the runes on the circle are were set up for an alarm spell, which you're all familiar with. Do you continue yeah. down the hallway?
3: No.
1: Well, this just means they know we're here now.
3: I always did like a bigger entrance. <laughs> Sabine grabs her great axe, ready, readying in action. What action
0: do you ready, Sabine? Swing. Swing. That action is ready.
4: Kate, be more specific.
0: No, it's fine. It's fine. I, as the DM, <laughs> I understand that Sabine is saying she would like to ready an attack action if anything hostile comes towards her. That's what swing means. It's our code word.
3: Okay. <laughs> DM understands me.
0: So, so I do. All right. Do we continue to go down the hallway in the same formation? Yeah. All right. As you make your way down to the end of the hallway, Logan's torch illuminates much more detail in the final room. You enter a large circular room that mirrors the rooms you saw in the other houses. It has five doors equidistant from the entrance that you came in on the perimeter of the room. One of the first thing that catches your attention is the drastic temperature change from the hallway into this main room. It's not just cold in here, it's frigid. Then you see them. On top of the ceiling are racks of dolls hanging from the ceiling so well-crafted that they seem somewhat lifelike in nature. There's also, as I mentioned before, a magnificent rug covering the floor that is made up of multiple colored strings. Also, beautiful tapestries hide the uh, stone walls on in between each of the doors, and you can just barely make out a faint dripping noise that punctuates the singing that has gotten a little bit louder than it was while you were outside. Oz, detect magic? tells you that there are several alarm glyphs of warding around the rug and the dolls are magical in nature as well and the spell that is cast on them seems to be the transmutation school of wizardry.
1: Hey Eugene. Yes. Do you have any idea how these dolls might
5: be? Um I uh, I'm I'm more adept in conjuration magic than transmutation. I'm I'm not really familiar with what what might be affecting
1: these dolls. It's okay. I'm sure your knowledge will come up.
5: How many dolls are on the
6: ceiling?
0: Approximately 20.
6: I don't like this place.
1: Yeah, it is a little unsettling.
6: I'm kind I'm of not a fan either. Wait, what does is,
3: what is transmutation do? Uh, transmutation, as my understanding, is uh, changing things from one thing to another. Such as uh, usually here of lead to gold. In this case, he transmuted dolls. Uh, also...
1: Stay away from the rug. It's warded. If it gets moved at all, someone will be noted. Which leads me to believe that it's trying to cover something, but we shouldn't mess with it until we're ready.
5: I'm going to see what I can see with my elf eyes about what's in the tapestries on the walls. Like anything, any noteworthy pictures.
0: Okay, to be clear, you are capable of making your way to the tapestries if you want without activating any of the ward spells as there's a large walkway in between the wall and the edge of the rug think of it like a 10 foot gap the rug is covering the center of the circular room but there's uncovered stone in about a 10 foot span between the wall and
5: the rug okay can i can i see these with dark vision from where i am
0: you can it 'll be difficult for you to make out small writing or anything but you can get the general gist of them from your distance
5: yeah i'm just going for the general gist okay you can make a perception check if you want
0: without doing a do you want to do a perception check or do you just yeah. want to take your 14? All right, yeah, let's, let's let
5: the dice decide. I was going to ask if I could assist.
0: You may assist. Roll with advantage, Eugene.
5: Uh, it's a big old 11. With advantage? Woo. Yeah.
0: From the distance you are, the tapestry in between the two doors on the left is deep red, almost a blood red, and you can make out words in ancient elven. The first two are sumacum. And the one on the other side of the two doors, on the right of the room, is yellow and says prestigious honor in common. All right. You can't Sum- make out the rest of the words.
5: So I'm an elf. So "sum kud" means what an elvish.
0: So it's ancient elven. And, oh, okay. But you as a wizard from the tower would know you've studied ancient elven. It means with highest something. The last word's hard to make out.
5: Okay. So I'll... I'll assume that for six seconds I was checking the stuff out, and I'll end it there. Okay. But what's the plan, guys? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know too much about magic. Uh... Yeah,
1: I uh I'd like to reach up for one of the dolls to try and get a closer inspection.
0: So you reach up and touch one of the dolls? Yeah. As soon as you do, it seems to, like, pop off and fall to the ground.
3: I much like the looks of this.
1: Like pops off the rack and just plummets down?
0: Yeah, you aren't certain if it was a spontaneous movement or if it was you being klutzy as you're nervous right now, if that makes sense.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. That's even more unsettling. This whole place is unsettling.
4: Yes, it is. It's, well, what would you it's, like it's to not do? not very natural.
1: We could try and figure out if these tapestries mean something. We could pick a door at random, or we could try and see if there's anything under the rug. I can try to move the rug with this stick that Eugene gave me. Well, what I believe is that because the rug is warded to let someone know that it's being messed with, they might have put another measure in and I'll just move motion up towards the dolls. So oh. I don't think we should mess with that until we're ready.
6: Yeah, no, that's super creepy.
1: They were singing earlier. Well, that's grown louder and hasn't abated, right? Correct. Yeah, it's just... Really? Is that in common, or...?
0: Yeah, but you can't make out the words. It's muffled by the acoustics of the room. What's the tune sound like? It's jaunty in nature. It seems like a happy song.
2: Oh, okay. makes it even creepier, like the ice cream song, just like the Ice Cream Man song that's just, like, distorted that we heard in Baltimore. Or,
6: not Baltimore, but the hell's Baltimore?
0: Fantasy Baltimore. Yeah. Fantasy
6: Costco? (laughs) <laughs> it's terrifying. Maybe we should try and find the source of the singing.
4: Is there any cracks, like, in any of the doors? Are they very solid, or is there like gaps at the bottom?
0: That's a great question. Is they are incredibly flush with all seams in the threshold, and the only opening seems to be a keyhole on each door.
4: How tight? Can a like small enough for a spider to go through? Ooh, buddy, yeah. Hmm. Guys, I have an idea.
1: Oh,
4: what's that? Um, I don't know if it'll work. I'm still trying to figure things out. But you remember that one time I turned into a cow?
2: Yeah. Huh. And, and then the uh, time you turned into a dog.
4: Yeah. So I don't know how well it'll work. But do you think a spider could get through that hole? Because I'd be willing to try it.
1: If you do go through, and we can't get through the door...
4: Well, I can just you, peer no. through the edge of the lock before actually going in. I mean, I'm going to go through the lock. Surely I can just maybe just get an idea what we're getting ourselves into.
1: It's a risk, but it will yield information, so I'll leave the decision up to you.
4: Yes. Show me which door you'd prefer me to go into. And then I'll tr- and I'm going to try to think real hard and try to figure this out.
0: For easiness sake, we will label the doors one through five starting from the left and going clockwise.
2: One, we should try the first one and then make our way around.
0: Makes sense. Alright, so you all are going as a group to door the door to the left or sending Izby to the door on the left? First one.
4: Probably sending me, so I'm gonna change into a spider.
0: Okay, you walk towards the door avoiding the wards that Oz has warned you about. And Mm -hmm. at the threshold of the door, you allow mist to envelope you as the veins in your body start to illuminate. And the mist dissipates, but it's difficult for anybody to see you as you've turned into a very tiny spider. Do you have a specific breed of spider you'd like to be?
4: I didn't get that far into it.
0: Well, so let's talk about this. You could be a brown recluse. You could be a black widow.
4: I mean, I, I think my favorite spiders are wolf spiders, but they tend to be bigger.
0: I mean, they're still a tiny creature, so I'll allow it.
4: Okay, I'm going to be a small, adolescent wolf spider.
0: Well played. Good RP. All right.
4: All right. So I'm going to get to the hole and make my way in and see what I can see.
0: So you crawl your way up the door, and as a spider, this is a very easy task for you. You kind of wiggle through the keyhole as it's just a little tight for a wolf spider, but you make it through. At the edge of the keyhole, you peer into the room, and from the initial appearance, it looks like a storage room. There's wood, tools piled high in the corner, and small trinkets litter the floor. That's the one thing that seems odd, is that there are necklaces, there are a couple of boots. Random items seem to be kind of strewn in the room.
4: Okay, so there's random items, but there's no creatures. I don't see any creatures.
0: No, nothing obvious stands out to you.
4: Okay. All right, so it's random objects, jewelry. All right, I'm writing things down. Okay. All right, so I guess I'll go out because I don't really see that much. Shoot, I should have thought of it, about this better. Because how long would it take me to get to the second lock, like the second door?
0: So the way we'll play like this, we'll say it takes like two minutes. You, you, you are Superman of spiders.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm slinging webs. Yeah. After night.
0: All right, so you check that room and you decide to head to door number two, correct? Yes. All right, at this point, Oz, you're the only person that can see it, but you see a small wolf spider, spider, enunciate, scurry out of the keyhole and move on to the next door. Anybody at this point in time can ask questions, do something.
2: Uh, I'll just keep guard, like try to watch. Okay. Or anything.
1: I will start to refresh the detect magic as a ritual.
0: That seems good. You set Uh, out the components and start magically chanting.
1: uh, I
6: would like to try and isolate where the singing is coming.
0: All right, so you're basically going to investigate the area through perception.
6: That's exactly right.
0: Roll me a perception check.
6: Fifteen.
0: Fifteen? Okay. You notice that as you kind of move around the room very carefully, keeping your eye out and your ear open... There are two places that the music seems to, or the song seems to get louder from. The first being the closer you get to the rug, the just the faintest amount of volume increases from the singing. And one of the doors, the fourth one, if we go again from left to right clockwise, as you approach it, it seems like the singing again, just almost imperceptibly, barely gets louder in those two areas. And then I'm going to say you return to your original spot with the party.
6: I let them know that.
0: Well, then, RP uh, it. Don't be lazy.
6: <clears throat> hey, uh... Well, first, first, before I do that, when I look at the at the carpet, it's, does it bow slightly towards the bottom, towards the middle?
0: You got a 15? Yeah. Yeah, you notice right in the middle, it just barely dips a little.
6: I go up and I tap, uh, Osment. Hey. Yeah. Two things. One, I hear the singing coming mostly from... Over the carpet and door number and I point the door number second my, I think that carpet covers a hole
1: see look it dips right in the center with my passive perception of 15
0: yep as it's pointed out to you it becomes very apparent that there is a dip in the center of the rug yep that means the wards are definitely there for a reason
6: probably because anyone thinking to walk on a carpet fall through and then that door leads to where that is
1: yeah that makes sense so we're gonna finish what we're doing or we're just gonna storm through there no no let's finish what we're doing and i say we take door number four okay so check one two three five and then four for last Mm.
0: that interaction happens eugene sabine really quick do you want to get in on anything are you good
5: just want to go take a closer look at the tapestry that had engine elvin on it
0: okay you approach that tapestry and the last word becomes visible to you and it's uh, laude so the three words are sum cum laude and uh, okay. at the bottom a word you didn't notice said magicai which you translate into distinguished honors or highest honors for magic and hey, can
5: i see what's actually in the picture
0: the yeah the picture depicts elves exchanging magical items which you would know as a common background to use for magical honors it's it's a common painting or scene that is seen when you're receiving magical awards and honors
5: mm, so i guess someone here got some kind of magical award which might explain the the wards all over the place ah, no pun intended hey
0: <laughs> way to break the tension <laughs> All right, so that happens, and then going back to the last person, Sabine, do you want to get anything in?
3: Uh, nope, just kind of standing there watching the madness.
0: You got it. All right, we're back to Isby. Isby, you go into door number two, and the same scene plays out. This time you get through the keyhole slight, with slightly less effort, and you notice that this is what looks to be a larder. It's not filled with food, but broken tools and children's clothes. The ragged clothes seem to be spread across the floor, but there are nice clothes stacked and folded neatly in some of the cupboards. Okay,
4: that's uh, not weird or anything. And it's all children's clothing.
0: Yeah, it's very easy. You can tell that these would not fit anything above a very tall gnome or a halfling, so it's safe to assume they're children's clothes by style and cut. Okay,
4: and any specific tools or just random
0: tools? They look like wood carving tools. Wood carving tools. Chisels, oh, nice. hammers.
4: Doesn't make it any more creepy.
0: Hey man, I'm good at okay. this stuff.
4: <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'm going to head to door number three.
0: Alright, Oz, your ritual for Detect Magic has finished.
1: Okay, I uh, will hold Guidance for if anyone else wants to do anything. Alright, you ready in
0: action for Guidance, and we'll just say whenever you want to, you cast it on the person. Go down the list: Sabine, Eugene, Ganem. You guys just holding down the fort while this all transpires.
6: I'm gonna look over at uh, Logan. Let's say, Logan, we should move over towards door number four.
0: Yeah. Let's
2: just uh, watch our step. I'll go over there with Ganem to door number four.
0: All right. What you do? Do you knock? Do you whistle?
6: Listen. Stand quietly and listen and wait for
0: it. Can I roll a perception to
2: see if I hear anything, like, distinct?
0: So, as soon... The way I, I do this kind of stuff, as soon as Ganem points out to you that you can hear the singing, it becomes much easier for you to perceive, and your passive perception is enough. I feel cool. like I feel like mechanically, if someone points something out to you, it becomes more apparent.
2: Oh, I mean, anything past the, the singing.
0: Roll a perception, then.
2: That didn't even friggin' roll. It's not bad, that dice just dropped. <laughs> uh, perception? Yep. Uh, that's a
0: 17th. You notice something that got past Ghanem? As you stand in front of the door, you feel a slight breeze caress your toes.
2: Uh, hey, Ghanem, there's uh, some sort of draft coming through here.
6: Kind of makes sense. I think it goes down into the middle. Oh. But it also could mean it opens up somewhere else. Um. Maybe when... Uh, Isby comes out of that, the
2: next lock, we should just let her come onto our hand and bring her over to this door. Yeah, sure.
0: I hope Isby bites you.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I'll walk over
2: to the other door watching my step for any wards or anything that have been pointed out to me
0: mm-hmm.
5: to come back out.
0: All right, so you're waiting by door three for Isby to come back out? Okay. Anybody else want to do anything before we go back to Isby?
5: Uh, I just want to kind of really grill this tapestry for another few seconds and see if I recognize any of the elves in the picture.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah, roll okay. roll a history yeah. check.
1: Guidance, so plus 1d4. All right. All right. Oh, boy. All right, so this is
5: going to be pretty good. It's going to be a 23.
0: Yep. The sad truth of the story is that you know these are just generic elves. They don't have any historical or magical significance. It's a famous painting, but it's just a painting that was commissioned for magical awards. Okay, cool. All right, back to Isby. Isby, you crawl through the third lock, and this room is very distinct from the other two rooms. In here is a study. There's a singular desk and two bookshelves flanking it. There are several small tables with lamps, and the room seems to be decorated with small tapestries and paintings. The desk at the very edge of the room, it's a small room, seems to be covered with different kinds of paper. And that's okay. what your spider eyes see.
4: Okay. Still no creatures.
0: Nope. Empty as uh, a tomb.
4: Okay. So, spider druid, spider druid. I'm going to go back through the hole, and I'm... On a mission, so I'm just gonna be
0: heading to door number four. Okay, um, I'm just unless
4: gonna... you know, you know, the finger, anything interrupts me.
0: Nothing interrupts you. And does anybody have anything they want to do?
4: Mm. I was just gonna
2: help her over to the thing.
5: Okay, much appreciated. Wander... I'm just gonna wander over to where everybody else is near door four. Logan, oh, as cool. isby comes out of the lock hole, you
0: see her and extend your hand. isby will uh, you accept his aid?
4: Yeah, I will jump on and I'm gonna tap my two front legs very quickly, like a little like a little dancy tap 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 and then ride the ride the train.
0: Because of Logan's aid, you make it to the other door much quicker. He helps you into the keyhole. This room seems to be a small closet has a couple of coats in it, and on the floor, you notice very fine leather boots. Boots that a highly paid or very rich noble would have. They're not commoners' boots at all.
4: Okay. It's, it's just like a small closet.
0: Literally, if you open the door, one person could not fit in it. Like, you, you'd push the coats away. You can see parts of the wall behind it. It's just big enough for the coats okay. and boots. Do I
4: know how many coats?
0: There are five. Would you like to know the color and make of each coat? Uh, Yes,
4: I, yes, I would, actually. No, I'm kidding. So, so <laughs> and the first... one pair of boots.
0: <laughs> and one pair of boots. Okay. All
4: right. Then I'm going to hop back out and go. I'm heading to door number five.
0: Okay. Logan helps you again to expedite the process, and you make it through the keyhole. This is strange to you as you look through the keyhole, and you kind of have to do a double take as it seems like you're staring at a wall through the keyhole. Okay.
4: What kind of wall?
0: Same wall as the rest of the room Same is made way. out of.
4: Okay. All right. I will uh, come back through door number five and very carefully go back to my normal form.
0: Again, mist kind of encompasses you and a small wind funnel dissipates the mist as you return to your normal form.
4: Whoa, guys, it actually worked.
0: Thanks uh, yeah. for your help, Logan.
4: It, it really helped. So I was getting kind of... I didn't realize... How much effort it would take to move that quick with this creature that small? Of Ooh, course,
2: God. no problem is.
4: All right, so door five's nothing. I don't think we need to waste our time with it. Honestly, there's nothing there. It's a wall.
6: What about door four?
4: That's just a coat closet. Um, that's not. That's not. I don't think we need to mess with it either. I mean, door two is. It's it's just strange. There is. There are so many children's outfits just in the cabinets, everywhere. And also tools, like woodworking tools.
1: So like the doll making
4: station? Yeah, like, oh, I guess that would be, but it's just, it's strange. And then there's some jewelry behind door number one and just some like random objects. And the only thing I could think to look at between door number three is... There's a study there, and um, there's like a stack of papers. I wasn't able to go in because I didn't want to go past the keyhole. Uh,
1: Oz immediately stands up and moves over to that door.
3: Sabine looks at his and says, Now when you say jewelry, how big were the jewels?
1: Oh, God bless, yes.
4: <laughs> it was, they didn't, it didn't look that fancy. I didn't say anything about fancy. I'm literally just talking about size. It's quite small. I have much
3: better... I, um I've seen much better Sabine throws her hands up in there and goes ah uh,
4: and did I mean like door four, door four was just a closet just a
3: coat cool closet
0: all right oh. The, oh all right so that conversation we're gonna stop that there Oz you make your way to the door which was the study which is door number three
1: mm-hmm.
0: you avoid all the wards and sure. circumvent the rug you make it to the front of the door what you do
1: does it have a handle? It does. I will attempt to see if it's open.
0: Roll initiative. No, I'm kidding. It's open.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I'll merch my way in and begin to investigate the room.
0: Okay. What do you want to investigate first?
1: I want to look at the parchment. I want to look at the desk, see if there's anything in any drawers. or.
0: So let's start at the top. You approach the desk and begin to investigate the papers on top. Your initial impression of everything on the top of the desk is that these are sketches for toys, and they seem to be scaled in a certain way to be anatomically correct to children of normal size, as there are also sketches taped together of children and dolls. You also notice that there are several spell sketches that are kind of incorporated with the dolls, but if you want to know anything more, roll an investigation check.
1: Uh, It's going to be seventeen. Oh, you lucky
0: son of a bitch! All right, so there are two things that you gather from the sketches and drawings that are incredibly interesting to you. The first is that the ward spells seem to be incorporated into the dolls, and you recognize two ward spells that seem to be that show up multiple times. You notice that one of the wards is a light of blinding, and the other one is burning hands. The next thing that you notice, as you push the last stack of papers away up at the top right corner of the desk, you see a book bound in leather with a black symbol on the front of Toymaker's Tools. It's locked.
1: I will take the spell sketches and the book.
0: Okay. You pick up the book, and as soon as you touch it, the lock unhinges. Or unlocks. I, I don't have a good descriptive word for it.
1: Oh, uh, I'll begin to thumb through it as I walk out of this room.
0: Okay. As you begin to flip through the pages, it becomes very obvious to you that this is a journal, and it talks about Francis's life for the past six months. But what you glean from it right off the bat is it tells a tale of an arranged marriage to a noble family to help them get out of debt. The bride to be married is in love with Francis, and they have a beautiful daughter together. But the noble family wanted a son to continue the line of succession, but francis was content with one child so francis continues to write and suggests that he suspects the child died of poisoning and the wife eventually dies of grief he's exiled from skyline the second tier of nightvale and goes to mohol to try and live his life but eventually he thinks about killing himself and that happens after being isolated for several weeks the next entry of the journal is covered in blood and the only words that you can make out are that a savior named Fenris gave him a reason to live. You can't make out anything else as too much blood covers the page. Okay. It's a nice light read. Yeah. So Oz, you walk out of door number three and everybody sees Oz coming out with sketches hanging out of different pockets in his clothes and a book in his hand that he seems to be paging through.
6: Uh, I'm gonna try this door, door number four.
0: It opens for yeah. you. You, okay. see, you see coats and a very nice set of leather boots.
4: Yeah, I'm going to be like, what interests you so much about door number four? It's literally just a closet.
6: This is where I heard singing and Logan felt a breeze. It's, oh. I yeah. heard it coming from the center.
4: Did I hear it or feel anything when I was in the lock of door number four?
0: You did not he- feel the breeze and you heard the singing. And in fact, Ghanem, as soon as you mentioned the singing, it stops. Uh, I want to move the coats and feel the back of the wall. You move the coats, and it's very obvious to you that something's amiss with this wall, but you can't quite place it. If you want to investigate further, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to investigate my boot to it. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be a strength investigation base.
6: Actually, can can we please just look at each other real quick, arm around each other's shoulders, and do a right Mm. right leg, left leg kick? Oh, yeah,
0: double boot. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give you guys both advantage. You are you are, you are helping each other help each other.
3: So Is athletics?
0: <laughs> athletics. So go ahead, both of you roll athletics and try and beat the DC. 21.
2: That was way better than me. Well, not too much. Uh,
0: 19. So you both look at each other and without any communication, instantly understand what the other one wants to do. In unison... <laughs> you hit the wall with opposite legs as hard as you possibly can and it pushes you both back roll a deck saving throw (laughs)
6: that's a three
0: uh that's a 20. logan as soon as your foot hits the wall you realize that your momentum is going to push you backwards and you let go of ganem and stabilize yourself ganem being unprepared for the force back from the wall you just fall on your ass
2: i was about to say can i try to catch him
0: yeah, roll a dex check. Uh, let's say this is acrobatics. Uh, 14. Yep, you grab his hand as he's about to fall. You make eye contact for just a second. And, Ganem, you realize that Logan has saved you from falling.
4: I just nod to him.
0: No problem, bud. I
4: love a good bromance.
0: It's going to get real good. That was creepy. I apologize.
3: <laughs> so, uh... Um, <laughs> I, le-
6: I aside. Did that do anything to the to the wall?
0: Nope, it seems fine.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh? I was sure that was gonna work.
6: There's gonna be a switch there. Guys, yeah.
4: I'm, I'm pretty sure this is just a closet.
2: No, I can feel a breeze, and like I'll lean down, like where my feet are, and t- like try to feel the breeze with my hand inside the closet.
0: You feel the breeze. It, you know exactly where it's coming from. It's coming from the seam between the floor stones and the last stones that make up the bottom of the wall.
3: Would Sabine have any like institutional knowledge about like drafts underground?
0: Roll a history check to see if your mercenary experience has taught you about hidden doors.
6: Wouldn't that be her racial thing?
0: You could use stone cutting if you want, but that, that would be because of being a dwarf.
3: Doesn't matter. Critical fail.
0: Sabine is about one thing and one thing only. If there's not gold or naked babes behind a hidden door, she does not care. Therefore, she does not know.
6: She told her there was naked babes behind the door. You <laughs> could try.
0: Tasteful nudes.
6: Tasteful I'm gonna, I'm gonna search the seam for a switch. Investigate. Uh, it's uh,
0: 13. You find nothing. So it's in between the floor and the and the bottom stone. You, said, you can feel a small draft coming out. And you said there were nice
2: boots. Correct. How nice are these boots?
0: Uh, roughly 50 gold worth of boots, which is incredible for a set of boots. They have silver buckles an embroidered depiction of elven history.
2: Uh, How big are
0: they? Are you trying to put them on?
2: No, I just want to know how big they are.
0: They look I should be able to
2: do that by my, by, by, with my eyes.
0: Correct. They look like they are small boots that from your experience would fit a halfling gnome or child. Okay.
2: I'm going to push those aside with the, since they look super weird and out of place, I'm going to push them aside with the
0: stick. Okay. They move and kind of scrape the floor a little bit but make it to the edge of the closet. There's nothing underneath of him? Nothing that you see right off the bat.
6: (sighs) Maybe I was... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I really think there's like a secret door back here. All right. Come take a look.
0: Oz, as you make your way towards the door, and as you face it, you hear a very slight clicking noise.
1: Uh, Can I discern where that came from? Behind you. Yeah, I'll do it about face.
0: Several of the doll's heads that were facing the original door have turned towards you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. Cool. Fuck.
1: That's um, a neat trick. I'll wave.
0: They're motionless.
1: Excellent. I'll turn back around and. Have you tried holding the stone up?
2: Uh, no. Uh, and I'll look at Ganem and can we fit our fingers underneath the seam? Yeah, I'll look at him and you want to pull?
6: Yeah, yeah, let's give it a try.
1: Well, you could also use the pickaxe as leverage. Yeah, that's,
6: that's, I like that. Not that's a bad, bad idea. idea, yeah.
1: I'll put the
2: pickaxe in there and use it as leverage.
0: I'll give you advantage.
3: Okay.
1: You also have a crowbar, true. That is
0: 16. Nope. The pickaxe grates against the bottom of the rock. You hear a scraping noise, and then it instantly comes out and pushes you back a little bit. The stone is unmoved.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be a no, Oz. That's fair. Well, that leaves the rug. Oh, we're trying to figure out if door 5 is just a wall or a miss. I
2: mean, I mean I'll, build a- I'll open up door 5.
0: Okay. So I mean,
2: no. I'll look at Oz and I'll say I will open up the door if we want to check.
1: Okay, that seems good. Yeah, that's fine. I still should be able to see any magic flick. All right. Um, did I notice that all these dolls' heads turned? You did
5: not.
0: What
1: do you say to Logan's proposal? Uh, yeah, that's fine. And I'll watch the dolls as we walk.
0: Okay. You all walk towards the fifth door, and the dolls' heads don't move from. They they are staring directly at the open door 4. What you do, Logan?
2: Do I see the dolls looking at door 4?
0: Well, you're passive se- so Oz No, you- no, no.
2: I won't I wouldn't be able to see it. I'll just
0: open up the door. Yeah.
4: What I have noticed maybe?
0: Yeah. Is noticed it as you guys were walking towards that door 5. Uh
4: guys, the the dolls? Dear, yeah, they're they seeing if they were
1: cool. following me.
4: What? They've <laughs> They moved, I think. What?
1: What about the one on the ground? Is that now, like, looking up at door number four?
0: Nope. It's ass up in the air face on the ground.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> Just
2: <laughs> the way I like
3: it. <laughs> Woo. Guys, uh,
4: the only thing I noticed out of the ordinary what was the boots. I mean, they, they seem very... They seem like nobility would have them and it's kind of unlike most things in this space if that makes any sense agreed okay so can we can we see if does can anyone tell if there's any magical
0: i don't think so dm interference the boots have no magic presence according to oz's detect magic
4: okay sorry i didn't know if it was like he. i forgot if he did that through the door
0: the the, the spell is or, still uh, active
4: okay
5: can we talk doll. about the magical dolls looking at the door?
4: Yeah, there's something with this room, and I don't know what it is.
5: There's something with these dolls. There's something with this entire place,
6: so I'm going lean down and pick up the boots.
4: They're
0: light in your hand. The leather feels nice and smooth.
6: I'm going to gently set them out just outside the door, like right next to the wall.
0: You hear the heels click on the stone. Mm-hmm.
6: You say they click on the stone?
0: The heels click on the stone, yes.
3: Do the dolls move?
0: The dolls did not move.
4: Maybe I was wrong, guys. Maybe there's something in this room that we haven't found yet.
6: I'm going to pick those boots back up again.
0: You pick them up.
4: And I'm going to tap on the back of the wall with the boots, the heels.
0: They click. Nothing happens. I just drop them. You got it.
5: I'm going to sort of say to the dolls... How 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 can you move? Can you move
3: again? Silence. Eugene, perhaps it's best to not talk to the creepy dolls.
5: Uh, oh,
2: okay. Uh, I'm going to open the door.
0: You open door number five, and what could be one of the oddest things you have seen today lies before you. It is a stone wall, flat and flush with the rest of the room and there's a small one-by-one metal square that seems to have a small handle to pull up in the center of where the threshold would be. I'm
2: gonna... Oz, is this magical? No, as
1: far as I can tell.
2: I'm gonna pull up.
0: It slides up very easily, and you see a small switch. Oz, you instantly recognize that there is a ward spell on the switch. The ward has the aura of an enchantment spell on it.
1: Mm. Well, I wouldn't go messing with that right away. Maybe I should back up and hit it with, uh, or switch it with
2: the, the stick.
1: I can't guarantee that that will leave you unaffected, but it certainly sounds like a better plan than using your hand. Excellent. Uh,
2: then I will back up and hit the switch. Well, hold on.
1: And then I'm going to walk ten feet. <laughs> you know, as as
0: <laughs> Just in case it explodes.
1: No, it shouldn't explode. It's... Um, actually, no, enchantment, um, I'm going to ready to punch Logan if he does anything really weird.
0: Ready to action accepted. You are, you are go for liftoff, Logan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. All right, you flip the switch and a voice pricks the back of your mind, Logan, and you hear, I am the first of three. And I'm going to roll some dice. One, two, three, four. How many, how many dice is a fireball again?
1: Joke. Did I get
0: a dex save? Uh, it's just a joke. Fireball is not an enchantment spell. That's conjure, uh, Or
1: That's uh, evocation. And evocation. it's 30d6, 30, 30 I believe.
0: Oh, 30d6? Chill. All, All right. right. One second. I'm roll some dice. What's your HP, Logan? 25. Yes. A small white mist of little circles starts to fall from the ceiling on top of you, Logan. And you get incredibly drowsy. You try and fight it a little bit at first. But then you fall asleep right on the floor.
1: Okay. Can I use my to action to wake him up with a face punch?
0: I would argue that that's odd behavior for Logan, taking a nap on the job. Excellent. He is an unconscious creature, so you will automatically crit. Ah. So give me uh, your strength modifier. Uh, two. So I'm going to say you deal four, nah, two damage. We'll keep this light. You deal two damage as you're like, nope, we're not messing with this stuff, and just pluck him right in the face. Logan, you wake up with a very sore jaw and Oz standing over you, kind of just looking at you to make sure... He, I would argue that Oz is wary at this point.
1: Menacing payback. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be like, uh, nice hook there, guy. Yeah, I've had to defend myself once or twice. Against
3: a sleeping human? <laughs> well, I mean... He did hit
1: me first, and I'll help you up. Thanks, Oz. I I did knock him down. Fair.
2: I heard something in my head along the lines of, I am the first of
6: three. That's certainly not foreboding. Right. What did the switch do?
0: From everybody in the room, it seemed to do jack shit. I hate
5: this place. So I'm kind of, like, poking... Not really investigating, just kind of looking around in the um, the room that Oz came out of with the, the, the workshop base Okay. While, while most of this is going on.
0: Are you investigating for something in particular, or are you just looking around for whatever?
5: No, I'm just kind of in there kind of slightly to get away from the dolls.
0: That seems reasonable. There are no dolls in that room.
5: Exactly.
6: All right, All right look, I'm about two minutes away from just ripping that carpet.
1: Do it. Well, let's see if the switch move the uh, the door
6: in the closet. I mean, I'm standing right here. I look at the door, or at the, the
0: wall. The wall has not moved, and nobody heard anything. Nobody saw
1: nothing. Unless the first of three refers to switches, in which case I'll move one of the tapestries.
0: So which tapestry do you move? I'll move the... Uh, to the refresh the your memory? okay prestigious honor okay so the yellow one or the one in latin because there were two that were prestigious honors
1: uh let's go Uh, latin's never failed it
0: yeah ancient elven my bad so you push aside the red tapestry and kel surprise there is a flush metal sheet with no handle this time
1: i'll push my hand against it and push it
0: up yep Lo and behold, there is another switch with another ward spell. This one has the school of evocation on it.
1: Uh, do, do you want me to get this one again? <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe. Actually, I feel like the only fair way to do this one would be to draw straws. It seems like it might hurt a lot for whoever presses it. I walk over yeah. and I... Okay. (laughs) Assuming
0: nobody stops you.
1: you... I run away as he comes over to press it.
0: Yep. Ganem, as your hand touches the switch, you feel magical energy surge from it and pulse through you, and a burning sensation takes over your hand. You'll take six damage of fire damage as your hand ignites for a quick second and burns you very heavily. The spell activates and dissipates almost instantly, and you hear, I am second of three. And just as the words finish speaking in your mind, you hear a large stone-like noise shifting. The sound of stones grating on top of each other and shifting.
6: I hold up my my burnt fingers and go, that was number two. And then I cast
5: healing. Uh, Lay on hands on myself for five. You got it. All right, so coming out of the, the room, um, uh, I say to the party. Um, so um, my thought is based that based on the fact that there's transmutation magic that was used on these dolls, which transforms one thing into another thing, and that we're seeking a lot of different kids, and there's a bunch of kids' clothing in that room. Seeing as these dolls moved on their own, I'm wondering if the souls of the dolls was transmuted into these, or the souls of the children was transmuted into these dolls.
6: I and mean, you, you said it in a way that's a lot more eloquent than I could have, but I kind of had a suspicion. I had that thought, but... Haven't they seen the kids running around doing stuff? Sure. But how long has he been here? How many minutes hey, could he have taken?
1: Logan. Yeah? From about 60 feet away, if that doll was wearing kid clothes and moved its own, would you be able to tell if it was a doll or a kid? Especially in the dark.
5: Oh, that's just huh. gross. Yeah. Also, illusion is a potent school of magic.
6: All right. Well, now I'm pissed off.
1: Save that for a second. We're looking for switch number. Yeah, we're looking for one metal plate. Sabine, did you want to take the room with the jewels?
3: Be more than happy to.
1: Uh, who would like to look in the workshop? Uh, I'll go. And then we also got this last tapestry. Um. I'll look in the workshop.
0: As you all are deliberating, Sabine, you make your way to door number one where the supposed jewelry is laying about.
3: I open the door.
0: Kel Suprise, it's exactly how Isby described it. There are lots of different jewels, necklaces, and rings on the ground.
3: Any of them particularly attractive or in a Venice style that I'd recognize?
0: Roll a history check.
3: That would be a five.
0: There are a couple of Dorvan coins that you recognize as they have the symbol of Ambostat on them, your hometown. Mm -hmm. And the rest have symbols on them, but they don't mean anything to you. So the jewelry might have like an engraving of a spider, but that doesn't mean anything to you. All
3: right. Um, Is there anything else in the room? Tables, chairs, paintings, books?
0: Nope. Stacks of wood, tools piled high. And then the trinkets littering the
1: floor
3: are the tools for a specific craft carpentry um all right she picks up one of the dwarven coins from her from homestead and then turns around and leaves just one just one
0: all right you got it you have an ambostat dwarven golden coin in your pocket you know that it's roughly equivalent to five gold of common gold if you exchange it cool Alright, so next on the list, we will do the people who want to enter the workshop. So who's going in there? Me and Logan. Alright, you yep. boys You boys burst through the door with muscles rippling. We do. How do you enter?
6: Buff boys. He yeah, enters buff boy, I just open the door and walk in.
0: Alright. Yeah, just we're
6: just going to walk in.
0: Seems good. You enter the door, or you enter the workshop, and it's as isby described.
6: Looking for a plate.
0: Yeah. Based on just direct perception, you see nada. Then we will
6: investigate the room.
0: Do it. Investigate it hard, buddy.
6: Uh, I'll just give him advantage.
0: All right. You're helping each other out. Fourteen. You investigate the entire room, find a couple more stacks of children's clothing, and then incomplete doll parts. A leg carved here, a hand carved here, all throughout the cabinets. No plate.
6: Does he have, like, any decent carpentry tools in
3: here? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You would recognize them to be high-quality carpentry tools. Let me take a couple of those. Okay. When you pick it up, these tools seem superior to you, but you're not sure why. All
6: right. In my bag.
0: In the bag they go. All right, Oz, you want to check the last tapestry? Yeah. Okay. You push aside the final tapestry, and lo and behold, it's a basilisk. Nope, it's a metal sheet.
1: Excellent. I will lift the metal sheet up. You see a
0: switch, but it has no ward on it.
1: I will, with reckless abandon, hit the switch.
0: You flip the switch, and four more dolls crash behind you on the carpet. You also hear the grating of large stones, and anybody near the fourth door threshold will see large arrays of stone sheets moving to the side and making a hallway, and at the end of this hallway, a trapdoor opens with a ladder going down it. What you guys do.
4: Isby,
5: would you come over here for a moment? I'd, I'd, I'd like your assistance with something.
4: Oh, uh, sure. I'd be uh, right there. What do you need?
5: Well, seeing as you are more of a master of those things, natural and unnatural, and I am... Of the wizarding variety, I was hoping you might be able to assist me in identifying whether or not there might have been some transmutation magic that have that has taken place to potentially graft some of these uh, some souls onto these dolls.
4: Oh, um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try to give you a hand. Mm,
5: no, thank you very much. All right, roll our check. All right. Uh, so that's going to be a fourteen.
0: Uh, no go. You don't recall any lore about souls being transmuted into inanimate objects
1: all right i feel like i have an inclination that we can move those dolls do do you want my stick yeah that the shovel i could probably get them on and i'll proceed to attempt to place them onto the shovel
0: roll a sleight of hand check Uh,
1: that's going to be 17.
0: As your shovel touches one of the dolls closest to you, you hear a loud whooshing noise, and the carpet and all the dolls get consumed by a giant trap door. Everything just gets pulled down into what you now see as a very smooth and dark tunnel leading almost straight downwards.
6: Two for two. I'm not liking being right. Yeah, I like myself. I'm not a fan of this.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not either. This is absolutely terrifying but i'll motion towards the now open secret passageway but here's our invitation (sighs) yep uh i'll go down first i'll follow perhaps drop the
5: stick down there first not a bad idea sure i'll hand it to you i'll toss the stick down
0: okay You toss the stick down, and after a few seconds of delay, you hear a tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tick of a, you know, stick-hitting stone at the bottom of whatever this hole is.
5: All right,
2: well,
0: I'm going to
5: make my way down.
0: All right, so the progression order so far is Logan followed by Oz followed by who?
5: I'll go next, I guess.
4: Mm. Since being you probably don't want me at the end. I
6: plan to go in last.
3: Okay.
0: Isby, you're next? Yeah. All right. Then Sabine?
3: I'll be at the back with Ganem.
0: All right. You and Ganem kind of go down at the back together. Logan, as you start to move down this ladder, about what you would guess as you get down further and further, you can see the bottom is dimly lit. Halfway down the ladder, you start to hear a music box, and the singing picks back up again.
2: Uh. There's that singing again. The one that was absolutely terrifying.
0: Now it's got a music box to go with it. Um, I still have my torch, right? I would argue it hasn't been an hour yet. Cool. Uh,
2: then I can still see food. Uh, Then I'll, I'll keep making my way
0: down. Okay. Everybody makes it to the bottom of this very tight hallway from the ladder. And you all hear the singing and music box as well. Down a short hallway, you see an opening to another large circular room. The singing is a male voice. It sounds light and jaunty. I make the toys for the boys and girls. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm on the clock. Gotta find it for my boss. Pray he won't be cross. I'll get to see her again. Which makes it all worth it in the end. And it just repeats that stanza over and over again.
3: Mm. You know, he's not bad for a creepy man. He's got a good good ear.
0: Let's see if Sabine's right about that. Oh, yeah. 19 on the performance check. He sounds pretty good. Um, I'll look back to the group. All right, maybe we should
2: not cling and clang our way in there. We should do this a little stealthily.
6: Right, um... Gonna be a problem for me. Yeah. I'd okay. Quiet. Um. Well, then,
4: let's do it the way we've been doing it. Would you like me to maybe sneak in and try to get a look? Do anything else? Mm, not
6: really.
2: I, I don't want you to go by yourself, Is.
4: Okay. The you last
2: time we us. let someone get pulled by themselves, it didn't end well.
6: Yeah, you're. you're right. I'm sorry.
2: No need to be sorry, we just need to be Cautious
6: And everything that we've seen of this guy Is there's magic traps everywhere
5: Yeah
3: Mm, I have
5: an idea Is there anywhere to hide Around here
0: It is a constricted stone Hallway that leads straight out Into a circular room that Almost mirrors the top It just has no doors and no decorations From what you can see
5: I was thinking there might be a way to get him to come to us. So with some, with a spell that I know, I might be able to get his music to play back to him from where we are. What That's... We accomplish... We're in a hallway. This Probably is... not very much. I was hoping we could ambush him if we had a place to hide, so maybe we should scrap that idea.
2: Well, can we tell if there are any more magic traps in this hallway before we head down it.
0: The hallway is only 15 feet, roughly. Mm -hmm. Oz's detect magic suggests there are no wards in the hallway.
1: Nope, seems to be nothing. Well, what if we walk through and he's just a perfectly reasonable guy, we take the children, we walk out of here, everything's done great. Yeah, but what if he's also a toy maker that's made ungodly
2: traps down through there and has done something horrible with the children and. Some form of monstrosity that
1: is messed with abominational magics. Yeah, there's that too.
6: I wouldn't it on on a scale of one to likely. Likely.
1: But I mean if it's the same person that wrote this, and I'll hold the book up. I mean it could just be an extremely troubled individual, maybe trying to get through to him somehow. Although it does seem like he's worked for someone, someone named Fenris. What's that? Uh fan rings a bell but no i mean what's the book oh uh the journal of the toy maker oh it didn't say anything about turning children into dolls but what did it say it said of an arranged marriage for dead and then really just a lot of tragedy befallen him he uh had a daughter, but the noble families wanted a son, and then the daughter died. He's suspected of poison. His wife died shortly after, and he uh, got into a real funk, wanted to kill himself, and he said that a you know, person named Fenris gave him a reason to live. Well, perhaps what he just needs is it's a
5: friend. friend. Yeah, a friend. So I'm gonna bill on my cape. Oh my and god. Start my way down the hallway. God wait. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna grab him. Okay. <laughs>
2: Thank you. <I> wanna... <laughs> I'm gonna. He died. I'm gonna
3: check. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna check for traps. <laughs> oh, phys- physical traps. Yeah. Roll perception. 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 What's that? what is that perception? Uh, fifteen. Hallways clean.
5: Eugene
0: yes
2: he might not want to be your friend so why don't I go first and we'll go we'll all go together in
5: case he tries to attack you and then he won't stab you to death that sounds like a sensible option
1: him being a mage I don't think he's gonna try and stab him to death
6: yeah we should probably get our slab and mitt's ready
2: yeah uh, I'm gonna pull out my spear and my shield. Seems good. Uh, I'm gonna, should we go ahead and go? And I'll look at the group for a consensus.
1: Can we at Um, least attempt to talk to him first?
2: Yeah, yeah, we can talk talk first. And if talking
1: doesn't work, we'll do. I agree, bottom line, line, we need to save those kids, if available. If it comes down to it, we'll do
2: aggressive negotiations.
3: I like
0: the sound of that. Boo! Stab the old man in the back! (laughs) You hear a voice, you hear the voice of an otherworldly deity. Boo! Okay, so everybody's making their way down the hallway?
2: Yeah. We're making
0: our way downtown.
4: Walking fast.
0: I'm really this is, this is like the third episode that's been referenced. I am going to get sued at some point. Anyways, <laughs> you make your way down the hallway and as soon as your foot hits the threshold of the opposite end of the hallway Logan, the music box stops and he continues to sing. I assume you guys survey the room. Uh, yeah. Before you go into it. Uh, do you walk like right into it or do you hold at the threshold?
2: Uh, maybe tap on the wall a little bit. Uh, Hello, sir. We're, uh, we're here from Omni Repair.
0: He continues to sing, and as you tap on the wall, you notice that this room is about twice as large as the other one, with the ceiling reaching approximately 30 feet above your heads. The smell of fresh pine penetrates your noses, and you see a dim magical ball of light rotating around a rack, another rack of dolls. But these dolls are much different. They're larger and more imposing. They're not made in the image of a child, but hardened warriors and frightening creatures. On the opposite side of the room, you notice a cage with a rug and several dolls strewn across it. From the opposite end of that, you see what looks to be a workshop. Tools are haphazardly laid across multiple workbenches. Random pieces of wood are stacked on and under each bench. And in front of the bench, you guys notice movement. It's a gnome dancing and singing. He's small and moving frantically from one end of the workbench to the other. His profile shows you a face covered in well-groomed white facial hair that leads up to wild eyebrows. Glasses hop around his hairless dome while crystal blue eyes look diligently at his workbench. Soot and sawdust cover his clothes and you notice a large bag next to his workbench with a string of dolls wrapped around it. Izby and Osmit, you notice through his frantic scattering back and forth, a huge scar across his neck that his beard tries to hide.
4: Like looks like a deep scar, like someone slit his throat, or just a flesh wound.
1: Mm. Suicide, scar.
0: Uh, suicide scar. Maybe not a suicide scar, but the scar was intended to kill the person.
4: And okay. you can
0: you continue to hear the song. I make the toys for the boys and girls. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm on the clock. Gotta find it for my boss. Pray he won't be cross. I'll get to see her again, which makes it all worth it in the end. And he's ignoring your tapping, Logan.
2: What
5: was this guy's name again? Francis. (sighs) You guys have six seconds before I amplify my voice and introduce myself. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Francis. We're, We're looking for the missing children.
0: As soon as he hears the word Francis... You see a change or a shift in his eyes, Logan. He puts down all of his tools, moves very slowly, turns around to all of you, and says, What are you doing in my house? You're not children. Get out. We're
2: here from Omni Repair to retrieve the children that went missing. Over my dead
0: body, you Will. They're looking for it for me. I don't want to make him angry. Who's him? He kind of looks around nervously and points to the walls. Do you all look?
2: Yeah.
0: The walls...
6: (laughs) I am keeping my eye on this guy. All right, so... So am I. I'm not looking at the walls. (laughs)
0: Okay, so for everybody who looks at the walls, it suddenly hits you that this is the coldest room in the entire house, and ice has encased most of the walls. And he goes, You don't speak his name.
2: He'll hear you. What? What is it that the kids
5: are looking for? Why would I tell you? Get out! I've told you to get out already. Mm, sir, we're we're here to help. We know about your wife and about your son. We, we'd like we'd like to help you through this hard time.
1: You had a daughter, and your daughter.
5: I
0: oh, buddy! All right, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> end it <laughs> there, and we're gonna roll initiative next week. Ah! So as the you mentioned
6: negotiations
0: as you so we'll finish with this eugene as you mention his wife and daughter his face goes from happy to murderous and you notice him slowly starting to make the gesticulations for a spell and muttering something under his breath all right everybody thank you so much for listening we're going to take it away with the most charismatic elf ever eugene Bye, everybody. Followed by the half-orc who is always right. Not always, just enough. Followed by the dwarf who loves golden coins. Sabine. Cha-ching! Followed by the barbarian who used a stick pretty well this, tonight. Logan Stormblest. Good night, y'all. Followed by the druid who did this amazing thing. I, As a DM, I'm so proud of the spider. Thank you, Isby.
4: Spider druid.
0: Spider druid. And uh, last, last but not least, the fur bog who has the chest of many things and likes to flip switches, Osmit Metahome.
1: The chest of everything.
0: All right. Have a good week, everybody. Good night.
1: Bye. Bye. Bless up.